Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. Thump. Minjin jolted awake as she smacked her head against the window of the bus. She was immediately confused as her half-asleep brain tried to remember where she was and what she was doing. Slowly, her brain caught up to her surroundings, the details filling themselves back in again as her eyes strained to fully open. She was on the bottom of a bus tucked into a mouse transport attached to the giant human-sized transportation going way too quickly down a bumpy road. That's why she had whacked her head on the window and been startled awake. The bumps and the speed had collided and left her half asleep and frightened. Minjin took a deep breath and tried to clear her mind from the sleep cobweb still there. She was on a bus. She was not on a train like she had originally planned when she had gone to visit the Ulaanbaatar train station. Instead, as seemed to be the routine on this home search, Minjin's plans had changed faster than she could say yes. While visiting her Fred Somo at the train station, they had gone to get snacks for their sleepover. While on the hunt for cheese puffs and cheesy chips, Tsomo had been asked to help a group of mice who were arriving on the midnight train. Minjin had tagged along, happy to meet more mice and see what Tsomo did every day as a part of her work. The group of mice turned out to be a three mice film crew coming to film a documentary about Mongolia. And soon the director was asking Minjin where she was headed and she was saying she wasn't sure. And before she knew it, she was invited along to help them with filming their documentary. And that's how Minjin's stop at the train station had led her to a bus, half asleep and still a little confused, with three mice she didn't really know and the hope that maybe, just maybe, her future home was out here somewhere waiting for her. Whew, deep breath. Minjin sat up straighter in her seat, stretching her arms up overhead and looking to see if they were getting close to their destination. Nina, the film crew's director, saw her and smiled. You doing okay, she asked. Oh, I'm fine, Minjin answered. Just fell asleep from all of the bumps and then woke up a little suddenly. She smiled at her, hoping she looked more confident than she felt. Minjin didn't know the first thing about filmmaking or documentaries or video cameras, but she figured it would be good to learn. Her mom always told her that no, ma- no one knew everything, but the most important thing was being willing to learn. The rest of the ride passed quickly, bumps and all. Soon, Minjin spotted a large stone entrance, silver with tall columns and an arch for the bus to drive through. On top of the stone entrance was a set of more than 10 Mongolian warriors, sitting on horses and holding their long traditional poles. The entire bus sat up to look out the window as they came closer, and Minjin read the words written in gold over the arch, Chinggis Han. We're here, said Nina to her two team members, mice named Tim and Jill. The two mice began gathering their bags and equipment, and Minjin followed suit, looking forward to a break from the bus and a chance to explore where they had come. 
The answer to what they had come to see stood in front of them as they exited the mouse transport, their bags in hand. Whoa, said Tim and Jill as they turned towards the enormous silver statue waiting in the distance. Have you been here before? Nina asked Minjin, motioning towards the statue. Minjin shook her head. No, I didn't leave the market where I grew up before I turned 10. I've been exploring Ulaanbaatar since I started on my home search, but this is my first time out here. All four of them turned again to the statue, silent as they took in its impressive height in the distance. It was huge for humans, she knew, but man, it was beyond enormous for mice. Nina, Tim, and Jill weren't from Mongolia, so Minjin knew they couldn't possibly understand all of the emotions she felt looking at this silver monument to Chinggis Khan. Chinggis Khan was the most famous Mongolian in the world. He was what almost everyone who wasn't Mongolian thought of when they heard Mongolia. Minjin hoped she would do a good job helping the film crew so they could share about Chinggis Khan and his history with other mice around the world. Time to learn. Where should we start? Tim asked Nina, motioning towards the path sloping up towards the statue. Nina sprung into action, pulling her gray fur into a bun on the top of her head and helping the other two pull their camera equipment out of their bags. Minjin, can you grab that bag over there? She asked. And soon Minjin too was busy unzipping cameras and tripods and cords and battery packs. Before she knew it, Nina was calling action, and Tim and Jill were carefully shooting video of the statue and its surrounding area. Minjin stood behind them, quietly watching as they did their jobs with grace and ease. She wondered what it might be like to feel so confident doing something, to know the buttons to push, the way to move, the things to look for. She felt intimidated by their knowledge and experience. She was a kid, not a grown-up. She didn't have a home or a job or even any experience. All she had done was visit some places and decide they weren't right for her. Minjin was so caught up in her feelings and thoughts, she didn't notice Nina coming up to next to her. Are you okay? Nina asked, causing Minjin to startle and almost tumble over. Oh, yes, I'm fine, Minjin said, trying to smile at her. I was just feeling a little um, scared that I won't be very useful to you guys, she said, gesturing to the cameras. You have all of this experience and know what to do and how to film things and make movies. And I'm just a 10-year-old who happened to run into you at a train station. Nina smiled kindly at her. You're right, she said, and Minjin felt her stomach drop. She was useless. But not about what you think, Nina continued. You, we do have experience. We know how to film and use the cameras and set them up. She took a breath. But guess what? We didn't always know those things. We had to start somewhere. We had to learn, just like you will learn. And if we hadn't tried, if we had decided we were no good because we didn't know something, and we had never tried, we wouldn't be here today. Minjin nodded, taking in her words like a big pat on the back. She couldn't know something she hadn't ever tried. That made sense. She had to try things to learn. Nina kept going. Also, you're wrong about one thing. We don't know everything there is to know. We aren't Mongolian. 
We came here to learn about Mongolia and Genghis Khan. You live here, and that makes you an expert. The expert, Minchin asked, but I only know a few things about Genghis Khan. That's okay, Nina said. We don't want you to list off facts. We can find that information out from the museum and other places. What we want is for you to help us to understand what these things mean and how they feel to you. You are the expert on your experience and your life. That's what we need, and that's what is important. Everyone has a story to share and knowledge worth understanding. Those words carried Minjin through the rest of the afternoon on repeat in her mind as she watched and helped and learned. Everyone has a story to share and knowledge worth understanding. Everyone has a story to share and knowledge worth understanding. Soon it was time for them to climb to enter the museum and get to the top of the statue. They each carried parts of the camera equipment and walked through the museum learning about Chinggis Khan and his history in Mongolia. Some of it Minjin had learned before, but a lot of it was new to her. She knew that Chinggis Khan's real name was Timujin, but she was surprised to find out that he had not only been a great warrior, but also an excellent political leader. She knew how important he was to Mongolia. His name was on hundreds of companies, buildings, roads, and things around the country. But she learned more about how he had organized people and communities, explained his rules and ideas, and created the Mongolian script. Finally, it was time to do the climbing. There was a special set of stairs for the mice, so they didn't have to worry about getting trampled by the humans and their huge feet. The walls were smooth and silver, the stairs narrow as they twisted their way up and up, smelling the wind with their whiskers as they got closer and closer to the viewing deck. Jill chatted with her as they walked up, distracting her from the ache in her legs as the steps kept coming. So you've never ridden a horse, she asked Minjin, causing Minjin to stop and laugh, holding onto the wall as she paused to catch her breath. Me? Ridden a horse? No, of course not. Well, I just thought everyone in Mongolia rode horses, Jill said. Yes, Mongolia is certainly known for our horses, Minjin said. And the humans do ride them, but not all humans, especially not in the city. And as mice here, we are friendly with the horses, but we don't try to ride them. I think they would be insulted. Insulted, Jill asked as they continued up the stairs. Well, we are so tiny and they are so big. I think if we asked them to let us climb up their legs and onto their backs, they would throw a fit, Minjin said. Plus, can you imagine me trying to hold on to their back while they galloped away? No thanks. I like talking to horses from the ground where I can have four paws on the floor. And with that, they saw the sky above them and took the last two stairs up to the top where they could stand on little platforms and look out from the top of the statue. Genghis Khan, sitting on his horse, stood below them, his silver self shining in the sun. Minjin could see the land and gears and mountains stretched out before them. It felt majestic to be tall and up in the wind, their fur whipping around them, their words drowned out by the sound of it whooshing. She stretched herself tall and closed her eyes, letting herself imagine she too was on top of a horse, 
riding into battle next to Chinggis Khan, the story of Mongolia thousands of years ago unfolding with her. Chinggis Khan got all of the glory, but Minjin was always curious about those ordinary people who had fought with him, whose names were not written down in museums or displayed in statues. The people and mice who had lived with him and helped him, who had built his tent and cooked his food and taken care of his horses. What had their lives been like? Nina's words returned to her. Everyone has a story to share and knowledge worth understanding. Today had been about Chinggis Khan, but also maybe it had been about all of the people not named. All of the people like her, who had started somewhere and learned and listened and shared what she knew from her own life. And they too had been a part of the person Chinggis Khan had been, a part of the story of Mongolia. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast as well as lesson plans for educators at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Mongolian ADV Pod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.